Welcome back to the Wrath of Khan Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and discuss Star Trek II, the Wrath of Khan, one respectful minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. And I'm Chris LaSalle. Hey, Chris. How you doing? I'm good. It's a, it's a, happy, it's a happy Monday. Happy Monday. Happy day after Christmas. Yes, I think it is. So um, I'm going to ask you a question, Chris, before we uh, you know get started with the minute and introduce our guests. Um, okay. What was the first thing that we said when we when we started this podcast? We, I think we even have it on our Twitter page. The first thing we said was, "Oh, let's do this podcast um, because we love to talk about Star Trek, and uh, <laughs> we're constantly bugging our wives with us so, constantly yeah. talking about Star Trek." So yeah, I think our I think the line uh, on our Twitter page is, "And it spare our wives from having to listen to us again." So we are moving on to Minute 100, and we would like to welcome my wife, Kathy Stoker, and Chris's wife, Candice LaSalle, to the show. Welcome, ladies. Hi, guys. Thanks hey. for having us on. <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah, we get to talk about Star Trek. My fave. Mine too. <laughs> I, I, I will say, uh, you know, right off the bat, that the, the plan was to not talk about Star Trek in front of you two. For the last six months, and I think I don't know about you, Dave, but I think I've talked about Star Trek more with Candace. <laughs> That's all I do is talk about Star Trek. I've learned way more about Star Trek than I did growing up watching it with my dad. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I know more about Star Trek now. I think I just know just about Rathcon now, because really, that's right. the only Star Trek I've ever seen. Really? I... <laughs> oh, Maybe... but there's. Well, there's maybe many, the new ones, but... There's many more for you to watch, Candice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I know more than I ever thought I would, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, thanks. I do have to say I'm really excited because you guys have done such a great job, and after watching um, or listening, just realizing the patience it takes to go minute by minute, I'm very impressed. Thanks, Kathy. So, uh, as I mentioned, we're on minute number 100. This minute starts with Spock saying, live long and prosper, and ends with the torpedo being lowered into the launch rack. Spock saying, live long and prosper, his last words. Yes, his last words. Um, I was thinking about that a little bit. Uh, are those the, the best last words he could have? I go back and forth because I really like the line from the previous minute. You know, I have been and always shall be your friend. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I think I think that ties into something that Kirk says in the next minute, which we'll talk to, you know, later, but I, I feel like that would have been a better a better line, but I totally get why they use live long and prosper because that's how he closed every conversation. Yeah, it's it's kind of a is it a farewell? I think it I don't I don't know my my Vulcan enough, but I think it's a standard farewell, right? Right. Pretty nice it's, thing to say, right? Yeah. Live long and prosper. Well, Who doesn't Andy, want to do that? Exactly, and he gives the um the symbol, which go, kind of goes along with that, right? Right. So and I'm going to admit right now that I thought that was just a Star Trek thing. I didn't know it was a Vulcan thing. So there you go. There's my first. <laughs> really bad trekking. <laughs> right, that is a, like 
the Vulcan like hand signal, right? Yes. I think it's the Vulcan salute, right? That's what oh, I salute, salute. So I you also... say salute. Is it like a handshake or is it like waving hello? Like waving well it's waving goodbye. Or goodbye. What do you what do they do to wave hello? <laughs> I don't know. Do they do they do anything special, Dave? Um, I don't I don't think so. I think this is the only um the only only salute I've seen. Well, I think there's, also there's been other lines that go with it. Like um, I know Sarek, Spock's father, uses peace and long life. Mm-hmm. But I have never seen another hand gesture. I think it is appropriate that he does the hand gesture and the live long and prosper because that is his thing. Um, I also, though, I'm wondering, you were talking about, like, I think in the previous minute about what's Vulcan and what's human and how he starts off when he's talking about him being Admiral. But then he goes into that whole thing about the whole line about we'll always be friends, which I think is very human. So is this live long and prosper like some sort of combination of human and Vulcan in his final words of life? Oh, Kathy. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Is that okay to ask? Yes, no, I think it's. I think it's great. I I think yeah. it's. Uh, I think, I think it's probably two things. It's kind of that your standard Vulcan goodbye, right? But I think it. But I think, you know, it probably has more meaning here, right? Than, oh, definitely. You know, more weight here than you right. know the other Ever. one that's been said. I would. Right. Yeah, I would argue in Star Trek just in general, right? I mean, we know we've seen other Vulcans say it, "Live long and prosper," just like we say, "See ya." Um, and, uh, but this, I mean, when he, when, when Spock says it and puts his hand to the glass and, you know, he has this, this, you know, this pained expression on his face, um, you know, I think it's both physical pain and, you know, and just the emotional pain of saying goodbye to his best friend. Um, well, I almost get the impression too, that, that Spock is on the verge of crying, like just the. Like you said, the pained look on his face, like he looks like he could just burst out and, you know, the human side will come out. And I feel like the live long and prosper is he's hanging on. And we talked about it, I think, a little bit with Scott and Nick was he's hanging a little bit on to that pomp and, you know, circumstance of himself. And, you know, he's still he's still a Vulcan through and through. And he's and like and I agree with you, Chris, as well about like um, this has this carries a much bigger weight. In this moment, like he's, you know, Kirk's going to go on and live. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think that definitely, you know, makes it a great line. Well, he's gasping for breath, too, as he's saying it. Right. He's pausing in between the words. So I do think he is trying to hold on to the Vulcan piece. But I really think this is probably one of Wright's most vulnerable moments as Vulcan human. as because he's dying or just about to die. Does hand always look like that? Is it all just gross from the... I'm sorry. I'm totally, like, changing. No. No, I was just going to say that, Candace, as I'm in the moment of, like, this intense, you know, wonderful friendship moment. I can't help but get grossed out by his face. I know. I when I was watching this, the first thing I said to Chris when he was like his back was turned, like, is he going to turn around? He's going to look like the toxic Avenger. Right. I was... I had no idea. And... But he's not as bad as I... Is that bothering guys? Like, no, sorry, think- guys. Because I yeah. know. No, now, I, I usually cry at sad things. I didn't cry at this, but I don't know. No, I th- I think I've actually always. You said his hand, right? Yeah. Yeah, I 
I mean, his face is obviously looks all melty. I think melty his hand stuff. looks grosser than his face. But his hand does, and it's funny you say that because I've noticed that like I think every time I've watched the movie, and and I've always been like, is that did they put makeup on his hand, or is that what Leonard Nimoy's hand looks like? And I'm like, and I've done the same thing. I'm like, ew. Yeah. Well, I think that's well, makeup. Well, what's gross about it? I can't tell. I'm I'm looking. Well, it's at all it. it's all like gray and. Oh, I keep yeah. focusing on his cheek. Uh, yeah, it looks like his face. Yeah. So yeah, it's not. Yeah. His okay, I just keep going to his cheek. Radiation hand. Right, right. Well, I mean, did you guys pay attention to that in the moment? Because I agree with Candace. Like in most types of the, like most scenes like this, you know, I would cry too, but I didn't cry so much. Although I loved when he said that thing about the friendship, but I then started focusing on his cheek. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when I cry or or if I've cried, I know I have before. And I think sometimes it just depends on what mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and one of the things uh, I was going to ask uh, Dave and you guys is, you know, what's, what's the kicker in this scene? Is it, is it the, the line from the last minute where he said, you know, I have been and always shall be your friend. Mm-hmm. You know, is that the one that makes you start bawling? Or is it this moment here when he's, says live long and prosper and puts his hand to the glass and Kirk's trying to mimic it. I, 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 get it. I think there's, I think for me, there's two moments. It's the moment where he says, I have been and always shall be your friend. And I, you know, and like I said before, I kind of put that a little bit above live long and prosper, even though I think live long and prosper is a really good line, but I also feel sad when Kirk, you know, he's like, he's like, no, you know, he just, he just mm-hmm. lost his best friend. And, you know, his companion who he's had for years and then he slumps on the glass and as they're pulling the camera away, his his face is utter. It's almost like he's hopeless at that point. Like, what does it all matter? And I feel like that at that moment right now, I feel like my eyes are starting to to tear up because Mm -hmm. just talking about it. Mm -hmm. And that makes me sad that he's, you know, he went through all this to. You know, he talked about, I don't like to lose, and I'd never faced a no-win scenario, and here he is, you know, the biggest loss in his life. Yeah, I I feel like, I don't know, like, as a person who hasn't watched Star Trek really at all, and coming in, so I'm assuming this movie then was made for Star Trek fans. It's not someone who's going to walk in and, I don't know, not know these characters, because I didn't see that connection between them during the movie. I mean, there was moments, but I don't know those moments. So like, that's why I think I wasn't affected because I didn't feel it. But again, I don't, I haven't watched all the episodes and I don't know. I mean, I know because everyone knows Spock and Kirk, but I don't know from experience. So I just. Right. And I I said that, Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to, I was going to say that I asked that same question, Candace to Dave, um, after watching the minutes that, um, you know, I know the history of their friendship from watching the series, but just watching the movie alone, I wouldn't get that deep connection. But knowing the backstory, I think, you know, I was trying to think of two other friends in um, movie history that you could say this, that it had the same type of friendship and this, that this moment was that sad. I, I, I think. I think you're, I, I, this is actually something I've been interested in, in talking about because so Candace says, how many times do you watch Rathacon? Once. So she, so you actually just watched it with me not too long ago. Yes. And uh, so it's a first, I've, I've actually wondered about that as a first time viewer, as a non-Trekkie, you know, 
does it have the kick that it does? And, and no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and and I, and it doesn't surprise me. And I don't know how you feel about it, Dave, but it doesn't surprise me because for me, um, it it works because I know Kirk and Spock, and I've seen their relationship evolve over, you know, three seasons of Star Trek, and um, you know the the previous movie. So. Um, yeah, I think it definitely, you know, to your point, Candace, I agree that it probably means more to someone like me and Chris and, you know, the fans out there who know and love the characters who've grown up with them and watched them on reruns and everything. And then to come to this moment. Yeah, I'm sure, sure. It, it definitely affects them. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I just it's interesting to think of a movie made no, ha- having to know. I don't know, just the history, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Are most movies made that way? Or is this unique in that, you know... I don't know. Anyways. I think if you went to, like, just a you know regular movie where, you know, you, you're introduced to new, two new characters and yeah. you know, they, yeah. they develop some kind of relationship, someone dies, yeah. and, you, and you feel that pull, and you're like, well, you cry with that character. I think it's just... It's, it's a testament to that movie you're watching. Mm. Whereas this one is, I think... Not, not that I. I mean, I think Nicholas Meyer did a great job directing this, but I think, right. yeah, I think, I think the weight of the history, the like, weight of the history of these characters, and, and it's and it's something we we kind of talked a little bit about the, in the show too. Is just um, uh, related to this is you know kind of how often have we seen something like this happen in film, especially back in you know 1982 when this came out, you know, where they where they kill off a, a major character, right. Um, whether it's a movie franchise, and there really weren't that many of them at this at this point in time. I mean, right. Star Wars, I think, had two films, uh, com- you know, completed. Um, but this is still this is a big deal, and it's kind of the what's the what's not not the long con, the, you know, it's been you know, eighty episodes of TV and in two movies, and they've just killed off you know one of the biggest characters in the sh- in, in the in the franchise. So, so did you? Have you guys already talked about this? I'm not completely caught up on my minutes yet. I'm still in like the 90s. Um, did you already talk about were people like what were people's reactions? Like who saw it when it came out in theaters? Like were people crying? Like oh, I don't want to give any spoilers for other movies that came out, but you know, like right. you know, Devastated. someone that you weren't, yeah, like walked away and like oh my god. Like, but you probably already talked about that. No, it's, we we've heard two stories, right? We heard that the the original screenings of the film, yeah, before, were terrible. Yeah, it was terrible because they said like you know they the way it was originally filmed, it ends pretty much right here. Spock, <gasps> Spock dies. There's oh, a God. little bit. Of, I would have been pretty angry. Of, yeah, there's a little bit of wrap up, you know, for in the minutes coming up, and then they cut to the they cut to the credits, and and um, the people in these test screenings, the audience was just like dead silent. Because they didn't know what to do with, oh my God, they just right. killed Spock, mm-hmm. and so they ended up making some some changes in the end um, that we'll see, you know, in the in the in the next couple of minutes that give you that let you walk away with a little bit of, well, maybe, you know, closure. He'll be not even closure. It's just they kind of give you, they throw some little bits of hope out at you that maybe oh, right, right, Spock, right. Spock right. isn't completely gone. Right, um, right. But I remember walking out of it as a kid. And being like, oh, my God, Spock's gone, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, being kind of blown away by it. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't see it in the theater, but I remember seeing it the first time. Like it was like on HBO and watching the movie and being like, wow. I mean, they, we didn't have the Internet back then. So it wasn't like, you know, you, you have to worry about spoilers and people. You don't have to worry about word of mouth. So when I saw it, 
it was so yeah i was completely blown away i read recently and i don't know if the source is a reliable source but um the actor that plays Spock, is it Le- Leonard Nimoy? Is that how you say his name? Yeah. That he wasn't going to do the movie until he found out that he did have a dramatic death scene. I don't know if that's, if you read that also. I have not read that. I knew he wanted not, like this, he wanted this to be his last movie. Okay. At the, at the time, he right. wanted this to be his last movie. Right. But I, I was pe- making a parallel between him and Harrison Ford. Han Solo in The Force Awakens. Or is that not a fair comparison? Oh, shoot. Did I just blow that? Um, I I, I was trying to make a comparison because I do feel like this is... I do feel like it's iconic. That's okay. This death scene. I I think Alex talked about that when he was on. Okay. Okay. So, So... you didn't spoil anything for okay. any, any any other viewers out there for any other movie. So <laughs> but I we're think, good, we're but good I, there. But to go back to Chris's original point, I think that, again, knowing the, the weight, the history of the characters, that this probably, especially at that time in, what, 1982, was um, – yeah, just absolutely probably shocking and devastating to a lot of fans. And I just know even seeing, you know, Dave get upset again after watching it, it's it's just obviously, you know, causes a reaction, an emotional reaction to, to viewers. So it's, you know, it's funny that you say that because I asked Alex, you know, at the end of the, I think it was the last episode he was on, that last minute he was on. And I said, do you think that there's any death in Star Wars? You know, in the universe that people got upset at, you know, that's a cherished franchise and, you know, people love that franchise. And, you know, was there, you know, Obi-Wan dies in the, you know, New Hope and, you know, and then in the, in the, he, we talked about the, you know, the Force Awakens. And he said, I don't know if I necessarily got upset when Han Solo died. And I know I got upset, but I wasn't like as devastated by him dying as I was by like Spock dying. Oh, interesting. And I don't know if it's because of the weight of the relationship that Kirk and Spock have here. And obviously, it's a parallel to Han and Chewie because Chewie's there when he dies. Mm-hmm. And I feel or like Luke. It, well, Luke wasn't necessarily in the movie, so I don't want to necessarily oh, say. Right, right. I, I'm just talking about the immediate moment when Han yeah. dies. I mean, obviously, it's a different movie, but if we're drawing parallels, I don't know why I. I didn't. I was not as upset when Han died. Maybe because, again, we live in this day and age of, you know, in, instant information. And there had been rumors years ago that he was done, and that you know people saying, "Oh, Han's going to die," and this, that, and the other thing. So I, I'm wondering if it's just that, you know, today people mm-hmm. aren't as upset because of that. I, I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, I, def- I definitely wasn't upset. I was more shocked. I was upset. Uh, you were upset. Yeah, but I felt uh, more attached to him. I was more. I was a little, little happy because again, the, well, <gasps> not, not happy like yeah, yeah. I'm so glad this character is gone. Oh my and god, again, we, Chris! No, no. <laughs> Only because we know all this information that Harrison Ford is like, yeah, I'm tired of playing Han Solo. I want to be out. But that's why I brought up about Leonard Nimoy. Like, what if you found that information out? Because or he didn't want to be in this movie. Would you have a different reaction? No, I think I still would. It still would have bothered me. Yeah. Okay, it's like it does now. Just because um, I know Leonard Nimoy, I think over the years has gone like up and down about you know his relationship and being Spock. You know, I think there was a time in his life where he just did not want to be associated with it. Um, but I know that 
uh, in the research we were doing for this, especially this, the death scene and everything, and the <clears throat> the changes they made after those initial screenings, where they put in the they added the hope. Yeah. Um, I know that he was supportive of it because he was Leonard Nemo was kind of uh, said that he was kind of re-energized doing this film uh, and being excited about Star Trek again. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't I don't think he was a Harrison Ford. Okay, Grouch. <laughs> um, <laughs> looking at Kurt, I um, Kirk, Captain Kirk, um, or Admiral Kirk. Admiral. Sorry. sorry, Admiral. Um, when he he does look super shocked, you know, obviously right afterwards. Do you think he should have said anything more, or besides, like when he's like, "No," like I feel like he should have responded in some way more. Well, I think he's, I think he's devastated. I feel like he is completely, you know, drained. Like he went from. You know, the ult- the ultimate battle to the ultimate high of escaping to now watching his best friend die. And I think he's just, like, done. Do you think Khan would be pretty happy with this outcome? If he were alive. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> if he knew that he, you know, would he have been satisfied that, well, I got Spock at least, or I got, I really got to. Well, because, yeah, because he would cause Kirk pain. Right. That's a, that's a good question. Like, do you think he'd be like. Would that be so, enough? Yeah, would that be enough for him? Probably wouldn't be enough, but I, I'm sure he would have taken much glee in it. Yeah, I mean, is is you know is Spock to him just another like? Did he know that Kirk's like their relationship at all? Mm. I don't. Again, I don't know the history of all. He was only on one episode, so I don't know how much he knew. <laughs> yeah. Oh, about I, their friendship, right? I had a couple of things, Kathy, this to go into your, the, the no, uh, I had a similar, similar question of, of, you know, was that enough? And, um, I know we all haven't seen Star Trek seven, um, but maybe (laughs) generations. Have you seen it, Kathy? Is that the one that just came out? Is that new? What is that? Dave, have I seen it? Probably not. Okay. You've opened not- a can. Of, you've opened a can of worms here, Chris. It's, it's not the next generation. Well, it? It's Benedict in it. It's the. It's, I haven't seen no. It. Star Trek. Star Trek Seven's Generations was the transition between the original <laughs> cast and the Star Trek Next Generation cast. It's like the new new movie. No, no, not oh, the reboots. I know. Me too. I got all confused. I don't think I have. Anyway, I don't think I've. I have. So okay. I know I haven't. Well, here's where I'm going with. Here's where I'm going with. And Dave, I probably might know where I'm going with it. Uh, we know it. Captain Kirk's final words are because, yeah. Oh, and uh, he. Uh, okay. His, are you allowed to talk word. about it? I don't know. What do you think, Dave? Are we allowed to talk about it? Everybody knows. I didn't. Mm. Not me. You totally spoiled it. <laughs> oh, Candace. <laughs> I, I was going to watch it over Christmas break. <laughs> Go ahead. You can talk about it. It's all right. I'm okay with spoilers. His yeah. So his final words are, "Oh my." And wait, wait. I've always been. Oh my, that's yeah, it. Oh my, and it's that's it. And it's it's. I think it's been very controversial because it's like really all of you know. Talk about anticlimactic. Well, that, I guess exactly. I need to know. Well, how do you die? Is this going way off? I mean, like yeah, yeah, we're going off. On, we're going off on a little bit of a tangent, died. but yeah. let's just say that it's not good. Oh my, it's disappointing. Yeah. It's right. a disappointing. But so, but but is that is that characteristic for him in these types of situations? (laughs) Since he's like no, with Spock. I I think I'm just equating it to 
it's a it's an anticlimactic right. Right. final right. word and i think him even 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 kirk saying no here feels a little bit climactic man i guess i i don't want to see him like you know throw his head back so and what yell do you do? no what do you think I mean, what would you do i don't i don't what to that point chris i don't want him doing another con Fuck. <laughs> like i don't no, i don't want maybe that if he cried cry would be nice or like buried his head in his hands or banged well, on the i glass. think he should have said like thank you or something i mean spock just did this ultimate sacrifice Ooh. Ooh. you know like i think or, or something back about their friendship or i think they could have I think they could have elongated the scene a little bit. And with that said, I'm also going to say, like, I appreciate the two-person shot, but I think I would have liked to have seen more up-close reactions of some of the other... They have this, you know, the shot with all the other people in the back. Like, I would have liked to have seen their faces to see if... Are they crying? Are they in disbelief? Like, what's their thoughts as well? I think we talked about that yeah. a little bit about that when um, I think, you know... It, Dr. McCoy's there, Scotty's there, they, they right knew there, yeah, they, they, they knew mm-hmm. before Kirk that, you know, right. he's a goner, he's gone. And I think they, you know, even though they probably only had an, an extra right. minute <laughs> to process it, I think right. they still, you know, uh, they had their moment. We didn't get to see it, but I, I don't know. I think Star Trek, if you're going to, the moment you have to see is this one, you have to see Kirk's yeah. reaction. Um, and I, and I love Shatner's, I know it's, it's a, it's, I love Shatner's acting in this yeah. film and even him just slumped against the glass and staring into space. Um, I'm sure it's not the most complicated thing to act, but I, I think, think he nails just, it. I think he nails the emotion. He nails it, right? He sells it. Yeah. It's like, yep, that's, he just lost. And, uh, I have to, I have to wonder too, like how so long he was there, like how long before people like you have to get the ship back running and you're the Admiral, you know, and McCoy over there being like, you know, Kirk, we, he, Captain, we gotta, you know, we gotta go. That's why I wish the scene was just a tad bit longer because I would have liked to have seen that. And they just cut or blend it right into the funeral. Maybe I'm being too critical. Yeah, I don't think I, I I think I like it the way it is. And that's just my opinion. Um, Because I think Kirk, um, in the next minute, we'll see. I think he does Spock justice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so so the scene does move on, and I mean, as shocking as the moment is, you know, there's probably almost you still, I don't know, as an audience member, you're probably there's still a little bit of disbelief right. going on, and then the next shot is actually, you know, the torpedo as a casket being lowered down, and um, I, I think if you had doubts before this moment, you you know, it pretty pretty much confirm now, like, oh my God, is is well, is this Spock in there? Um, or are they putting someone else to rest? Or what, what do you mean putting someone else to rest? Well, well there are other people that died. Well, yeah, oh. I, I was going to ask you the question about that, Chris. Was, you know, Kirk's, you know, you hear the voiceover and he's, we, we are assembled here today to pay final respects to our honored dead. And by that quote, I feel like he's saying everybody, but yet we mm-hmm. only see Spock. Or we see the torpedo, which we assume that Spock is in. Yeah, so do we feel... Yeah. Maybe there wasn't anything left of the other people, and Spock was the only body. I mean, they, I don't. They already shot them out. <laughs> or maybe they shot them out. I don't. You know, did they give everyone a funeral? I don't. I don't know. And that was that was God, a question I, I had. So. Is, is this something they do? They do this. You know, it's like a burial at sea. That's exactly. what they're doing here, right? Yep. And do you think they did that? Did they do that with the other crew members that died? Why wouldn't they? I don't know. I. Was, I, I 
I suppose they they could have. We've never seen it done before, and this is kind of what a, you know it is Spock. What? Oh, bear. Uh, oh. Launched bodies into, <laughs> what into else space. Well, I was researching burial at sea because I did see so many parallels. I know I sound like such a geek, um, but uh, yeah, I know. But I, I really wanted to try to be prepared and act like I know what I was talking about. And um, I know, I know. And uh, so it, sometimes people were cremated or their bodies were tossed <laughs> overboard. So I don't know. Yeah. So maybe they cremated some of the other people, but he got to get be sent out because i do know what happens afterwards so i don't know um, right but yeah, you I don't did... want to cremate them or there's no right right yeah, there's no coming back from that <laughs> you're done <laughs> you, have to come, you have to come up with a different right. solution to right. figure that one out although but when um, we get to that chris remind me because i have things i want to say about that could you take the dna from the cremated <laughs> Um, oh, this sorry, is science sorry. fiction. Okay. Come on. The flag that they take off of uh, the the I, you keep calling it a torpedo, but I just was thinking casket. Um, what what flag what flag is that? It's the United Federation of Planets. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> all right. I didn't Come know on, if Kathy. that was like for that or for just the Enterprise, but I thought it was a nice parallel to again like just the way. The other person takes it off. It's like very much how you pay that respect to the American flag during a, a military mm. funeral. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of naval naval references mm -hmm. in this film, and uh, yep. And nice in this touch. scene, they do make a lot of reaction shots of the other characters. That those which I was hoping they did in the previous scene, but at least they do it here. Right when the just the group shot, you mean? Like kind of. Yep, the group shot, and then the one of a. Uh, Oh gosh, what's the person? The character, Chris Kirstie Alley's character, Mister whatever her name is, Mister, Lieutenant Lieutenant Savick. Yes, but don't they call her Mister sometimes? Yes. Which that's a story for another day, Candace, for us to talk about. That don't they get call me started. Mister. I, I know, I know. So we won't do that. We won't oh, do that. I guys. know it's a military oh, no. or naval term or whatever. I know, I know. But um, anyway, at least they give her reaction. Well, do they do that? In this minute? Oh, shoot. Is that in the next minute? Oh, sorry. Save, Save it for the next it, minute. Sorry. All right. So the only the only question I had at the, is the last shot. So you, so you get to see the torpedo coming down. Um, it's the classic Enterprise, you know, the classic original series mm. crew standing at attention plus Savic, And then they, you know, they kind of cut away and you see, you see, I don't know, is it, is the rest of the crew, is this? Would, would this be the rest of the crew that's on the Enterprise, do you think? I don't think or so. Is, I think some people are still at yeah, their I think stations. Are still at stations. Yeah, it doesn't seem like very many people to man that. Well, don't forget, yeah. we. I think we sort of talked. Maybe it is, Chris, because we did talk about this, and this was going to be a training crew. So they were just going to go like around the solar system and then go back. So this, maybe this does constitute the, you know, based on the destruction and how many were originally on the Enterprise at the time, maybe this is everybody. Oh, maybe I don't know. I don't. I didn't have. I have that in my notes, yeah. so I'm not sure how many people they actually had on board. But it looks like it's mostly engineering because uh, I don't see Cadet Todd there or uh, a couple of the other bridge crew. So I don't. I don't think it's everybody. They got to leave somebody yeah. steering the ship, right? I think these kids can steer. So, <laughs> but anyway, so that was all I had for notes for this minute. And what about you guys? Do you have any other topics? Not a huge fan of. Carol with her coat over her shoulders, like uh, put it on or take it off. I think that's a Dr. Marcus thing. <laughs> I think. Hey, 
You're totally right. Did you? Yeah, because oh, her sweater, son yeah. likes to wear his sweaters yeah. over his shoulders. Does he pop his collars? Maybe it's just a, yeah, Mark. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't know. But that just bugs me. But, uh, no, I didn't have anything else for this minute. Um, no, I don't think so. Just the one last thing I didn't say before in the previous scene, I thought the whole again, live long and prosper, and they're touching hands on the, you know, the glass. I thought that was very iconic. Again, I couldn't think of any other movies, but I feel like I've either seen that before in movies, that whole idea of like, yeah, just the hands up and then spocked eyes. I just wanted to get in that I thought that that was very ad- added to the emotional height of the uh, intensity of that scene. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so yeah. now... Kirk doesn't do the Vulcan thing, do they? So only Vulcans do that. So so would Kirk ever do that? I feel like, like I said, I. So it's not. It's not a Kirk doing it back. He's no, I don't like, think so. Yeah. No. Okay. I can't. I can't think of anybody returning oh. that. That's not a Vulcan, right. but I would think so. I mean, somebody flashed me the Boy Scout salute. I. But they're I'd probably a Boy Scout. Him, so. Comparing the Boy Scout salute to the Vulcan salute. That's the only one I could think of off the top of my head. Or the hippies. Hippies throw. Oh my the god! I would even I say know. like the Vulcan is, seems. Oh, I I don't know. I feel like the Vulcan is like sacred or something. But maybe I haven't watched it enough. Depends how big of a trek you are. <laughs> I know. I know. All right, Dave. Do you have any other notes not. for this one? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we wrap this one up then? Uh, thanks, ladies, thanks for, for joining us. us. Yes. Thanks for having us. For sure. Do you want to come back and uh, do the skin on Wednesday? More Star Trek talk? Sure. If you'll have us. For sure. <laughs> Dave. Uh, all right. Well, then. <laughs> Dave, do you not want us to come back? Obviously, I do. <laughs> I sense an eye roll. All right, folks. Um, if you want to find us online, you can uh, find us at RathaconMinute.com. Uh, we're on Twitter as WOK Minute, and uh, we're on Facebook at the Rathacon Minute Listener Federation. You can join that group and uh, tell us what you think about the Vulcan salute. Um, and we're going to be back here again on Wednesday with Minute 101 of Star Trek II here at the Rathacon Minute. <laughs> <laughs>